0: up everybody welcome back to another episode of silence your phones i'm one of your hosts chris chavez joined as always by sean fritz sean wow fritz.
1: we're back wow yep here he is
0: here You're they survived. are don't worry dude as a podcaster on this show your job's safe <laughs> that's horrible <laughs> that's a world horrible... <laughs> uh, that, that
1: chris the fact that you had to say that sentiment makes <laughs> me wonder if i'm being replaced by i don't know anybody because no. hey job qualifications do you have a voice yes i do do you have eyes that you can watch a movie yes
0: but you have to come with a certain a certain je ne sais quoi (laughs) i was i was actually going to say that just
1: ironically and and in a silly silly manner yeah and like meatloaf said you took the words right out of my mouth
0: there you go dude um so we're back where we're talking movies it's been uh it's been a couple of weeks you've had quite Quite an eventful couple of weeks. I've had quite an eventful couple of weeks. The world is having a quite eventful couple of weeks. Mm. I don't even know what. To, like, I'm glad we do movies, dude. You know what I mean? You want to watch Contagion I, again? I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I could be the person that just had a podcast talking about current events, dude. Like nonstop. It. it you know what? It's
1: like. Um. You know how they have the talk? Well, I know you know. So there's sports shows. Yeah. And. They have that analytical, break it down, even in the off season. They're like, what do you talk about in the off season? Cause the trade, you can't trade up until a certain window, you know, after the uh, off season. And, you know, as the season slowly comes to an end, there's less and less teams to talk about. And oh, this guy had surgery. Whoop do you do? It's not yeah. going to affect anything until next season. Yeah. Current events. There's no off season. No, I mean, life there's no off season
0: and it feels like it's constantly current events anymore just kind of equates to bad news like hey you want to hear what the bad news is today well it's also this
1: your interpretation of what's newsworthy yeah yeah like you know we could talk about texas don't want to nope nope thanks uh, not on this show you by the way, you have heard about what's going on in Texas, right? Oh
0: God, yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. let's it just is say insane, we're pro human rights here. There, I think that's hey yeah, Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Take. Yeah. take, hundred percent. Let's not. <laughs> let's say my refusal to talk about it is not about the fact that I'm, I'm, you know, you know. It's just, I don't know, dude. Here, let me. let Here, let, allow me. It feels like a lot. No
1: different than in, te- in the Texas summer sun. Not unlike there, this movie, they're feeling the heat.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. They are. And I got to be honest, you know, there's so much that is happening that we could we could literally fill up just hours and hours and hours of discussion on what's going on. And I'm too busy for that. Sorry. I'm not also I'm also I'm not about like pretend it's not happening because it is happening and it's definitely something to go and pay attention to. But I, I need I need an escape. I need hmm. this. I need to watch movies. I need to kind of just lose myself in them and pretend that the, the world that's going on is what's in front of me on the screen and not what's outside the window. So, Eminem, do you want to lose yourself? <laughs> I want to lose myself, dude. Except, I don't know that I want to lose myself for as long as we did for this movie, dude. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God.
1: So, spoiler <laughs> alert, We I think we both watched this on Amazon, and it's a cool two hours, 58 with the credits, and... Ironically, there were four editors on this movie and they couldn't cut it down to, I don't know, two hours and what, 35, I think is the, yeah, the running time, the theatrical running time is 170 minutes, which is, well, that's two hours 50. And we got an extra eight minutes of something dialogue, maybe
0: when we put this on the list and we said we were going to do this. I remember vaguely seeing it way back in the day when it first came out, um, maybe like a couple of years after it came out on DVD. And once, this is the only time I'd seen it. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't really remember much about it. Like, I remember the idea of it being kind of, kind of being like this cat and mouse with De Niro and, and Pacino, but like, I didn't really remember much about it. Now I remember why. Now, and like, watching it now is like, I, I see why I didn't remember too much about it. So let's get into it. We're talking about the 1995 crime drama, Heat. Be making moves on the street have no attachments allow nothing to be in your life that you cannot walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you spot the heat around the corner in the city of los angeles you recognize the mo mo is that they're good if you think these guys are scoring once and passing through i doubt it a relentless police detective is on the trail. What do we got? Of a master thief. You're fugitive number one with a bullet. It's double the risk here. You're wrong. It's four times the risk. And I'm double the worst trouble you ever had. Clear! And his reckless partner. The bank is worth the risk. We should take it down. I want full surveillance. 24 hours, round the clock, we never close open seven days a week. Assume they got our phones. Assume they got our houses. Assume they got us. Bam. Bye-bye. They get more daring with every score. What's the estimate? 12.2 million. You're up. But one cop. He's here. I can feel it. Is closing in. Whatever score they're going to take next, they're going to have the surprise of a lifetime. Now, for the first time, Academy Award winner Al Pacino and Academy Award winner Robert De Niro collide. If I'm there and I got to put you away, I'll tell you, you are going down. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you down? Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. I will not hesitate for a second. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer in a Michael Mann film heat directed by Michael Mann starring Al Pacino Robert De Niro I mean it's a it's a huge cast we're going to get into the cast in a little while um, this is as Sean said almost a three-hour film that like I said is a cat and mouse it's a cat and mouse game between a cop played by Al Pacino and a criminal uh, master thief Robert De Niro and his crew of men as they, he's basically doing his best to try to catch De Niro and De Niro's doing everything he can to elude the police. And that's what this whole movie is. There's a lot more stuff happening in between. There's a lot of other side stories like subplots. Um, sometimes we go winding off into other directions where you're just kind of like, what's, what was the point to any of that? But that's heat, dude. That's heat for you. I just told you the whole plot right there. Just, it wasn't as fast in the movie, the plot unfolding, Mm-mm. but that's the plot in a nutshell it's literally a cat and mouse between the cop and a master thief mm-hmm. yep. and they're supporting players it's yeah but it's and their lives and but it's such a
1: i don't know is it a tightly woven story are there things that could be excised yes
0: i feel like but there was it... a lot of stuff you could have taken out of this movie one of the things that i was thinking to myself as i was watching this It was about an hour into the film where I was like, finally, something's going to start like really happening to get, let me kind of grasp Um, because there is a lot that just kind of is, is, is put into this movie. A lot of times you'll use, you'll use the word dense to talk about a Mm. plot or a film. This -hmm. movie was dense as fuck, dude. This was a fruitcake that you get on Christmas, you know, two months after it was baked that this movie was that dense. There's a lot of stuff happening. The,
1: I think the phrase is and i'm gonna and now uh, i'm going to replace the word shit with content there there are 10 pounds of content in a five pound bag (laughs) yes this is would you say this was a two vhs release
0: oh my god titanic yeah yeah easily easily dude let's get into our thoughts on the plot of this film (laughs) we have the cop that's chasing this bad guy and this the the the, the idea is is this cop pacino's cop is the, the kind of cop that's married to the job he can't help but do this he's obsessed like if he's like a shark if he stops he'll die like this is his thing so much so that you know he's had failed relationships because of it because of it and he's currently in a relationship which from the beginning of the film, I wouldn't have gotten this idea that there was something happening like that, you know, they were not getting along. It just kind of comes in out of nowhere to me. But he's in a relationship with a woman who has a daughter from a previous marriage. And, um, you know, at first, we assume it looks good the way they play it out. And then it comes up later that she's not happy because he's married to the job. He's not there. He's never present.
1: I think he's on. I think he's got a mistress and her name is cocaine <laughs> because
0: damn it. <laughs> We'll get into the acting later, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. So that's our cop, right? Then we've got uh, our thief. We've got Robert De Niro, who this guy is a lifelong thief. We're introduced to him at the very, very beginning of the film when they uh, him and his crew knock over a it's like a Brinks truck, one of those kinds of trucks. And um, we're introduced to the crew. Val Kilmer is a part of this crew. Tom Sizemore. Um Danny Trejo and and they're a, they're a regular crew yes these guys have worked together before um I don't know much about Trejo's life but we we're we're shown the fact that Val Kilmer has family he's got so a has, wife uh, Trejo so has, Sizemore's got a wife yep, and kids yeah uh Trejo had kids or, or wife
1: uh we find out at the end that he has a partner of uh, Anna is who he, he referred right, to right. Anna um and I think that was one of the deleted scenes that was put back into this version, because I don't recall that before.
0: Okay. So, the, yeah, so that's happening. Um, so we're given this idea, but, but for De Niro, we learned that he's the kind of guy where he was always, you know, taught from one of his like, kind of mentors back in the day that in this life, You can't have attachments. You have to be anything that's in your life. You have to be able to walk away from within 30 seconds decision time, because that's what it's going to take. You need If you can get your life going and leave in 30 seconds, you're good. So anything more is baggage. However, he knows all these people have families, right? They can't make that same decision. So for him, the idea is before we take a job that may really impact your life and your family's lives, you guys have to make this decision. Is this worth it? Or are you going to cut it and save it? You know, save your 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 home life. These are our characters. Well,
1: and and so much so that when uh, Val Kilmer, uh, when he's sleeping off his argument at at uh, De Niro's place, did you notice in the background the the cabinets very nicely decorated? By yeah. the way, barren. Everything, everything. Four in that place, four place is settings. Yes. Four yes. place settings of everything on the yes. on the bottom shelf. So yeah. that house was. And he asked, when are you going to get furniture? He's like, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. Because he's waiting for his, presumably waiting for his last score. Right. Where he can retire to, we find out, New Zealand.
0: And that's what is going to be the main focus of this movie is that there's a last score that they're trying to get. Um, and it's Right. bit. Right. We, do, we get uh, another kind of idea that's thrown, or, or subplot that's thrown in. When they knock over that bank truck, what they were actually going for were specific Bonds, Bear I bonds. think, yeah. um, for this businessman, they basically stole it from him to sell it back to him that he could do something, something about where everybody made a profit. Basically,
1: they stole it from him, and they were gonna they they used their fence, John Voigt. I think this is post varsity blues high yeah. school high, high school football col, uh, uh, coaching. So this yeah. is a, a, a sequel.
0: Um, <laughs> this is where he went after the high school,
1: and well, and and well, I think. First, he made a stop at Transformers, the first one when he was secretary of state. And then he fell off the map and grew a really wicked 1988 (laughs) mustache with the and bought an Arby's cowboy hat, the mullet to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. But he um, he, he's the fence and he's uh, basically he would sell it for them at, you know, uh, a a heavy discount, 30 to 40 percent of its value. It's one point six million. Uh, he said, however, he would he uh, try to sell it back to the person they stole it from, uh, who is Van Zant, uh, Van Zandt, uh, name, yeah. William uh, Fichter, Fichtner, him, the guy from yeah. Prison Break, the guy from Armageddon, the basically from the this.
0: villain from every movie. Like he's always ends up being like the slimy mm-hmm. villain.
1: Yeah, he yeah. And he was on Mom, from what I hear. I don't watch it, but okay. I was told, oh, that's the guy from Mom while we were watching, when someone started watching the show. Yet was sitting next to me the entire time it was on. <laughs> um, but the idea was that they would sell it back to him at 60% of its value. So what is that? Like 800,000, maybe 750, yeah. but he is insured. So he would get that 1.6 billion back and then he would get it again, less the three quarters of a million. Three right. three hundred, yeah. Seven hundred and fifty thousand. So in effect, he would have double his money minus you know, 750.
0: Yeah. And so what ends up happening is this Van Zant character tries to double cross De Niro's character. And so now we have this other subplot where this guy's out there and De Niro's like, I'm gonna kill this guy at some point. I'm gonna come back around to kill this guy. And this guy's so paranoid that he hires uh he, he basically works with another criminal that that at the beginning of the film De Niro worked with that you know he was an idiot, so he gets kind of kicked out of the crew. Um he works with this guy to basically try to, you know, I don't know. Frame, I don't want to say frame De Niro, but, ba- you know, uh, catch him, catch him, to, him
1: trap to, him. Well, he protects him because De Niro threatened Van Zandt, said, yeah. I'm, I'm going to kill you more or less. And Henry Rollins is his bodyguard. And they try to do they send uh, what's his name? Napoleon Dynamite's brother in a Ford <laughs> F uh, in yeah. a Dodge Ram 3500 out <laughs> to uh, give him a payoff, which is just money uh what yeah. is it? A, a shipping box with paper in it just paper yeah yeah and um and i love that wide shot though with the uh with the drive-in theater where yeah because you can't sweet. just you can't just drive all willy-nilly you got all those speaker boxes in there yeah yeah um but yeah uh, also this is a prequel to bad boys 2 where henry rollins <laughs> is the director of swat and but the uh,
0: thing is is like there's this this subplot happening and here's another piece that they throw into it too. That, And that's why I started feeling like, okay, what's Michael Mann doing here? Because Michael Mann wrote and directed this. And I thought to myself, what else did he write and direct that I, I, I have to have seen something else he did. And I, I think there was maybe one movie I've seen that he's done. Um, what was it? It wasn't Last of the Mohicans because I hadn't seen that. It was, that's it. I don't think I've seen any of his other films. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, dude? He doesn't
1: have a large list of movies oh actually not true Ali click...
0: I saw Ali yeah let me click the link here I did see Ali I never saw any of his other movies here's the thing from what I got out of this film it feels like he really likes to write and put in a lot of things as much as like as much stuff as possible because this guy that uh, Van Zandt uses that used to be a part of De Niro's crew now there's this other subplot that He's also a psychotic killer that's just been going around battering the shit out of prostitutes mm-hmm. and, and that this is kind of somebody that they've been tracking and, and following along. So this is how, you know, Pacino also is, is kind of aware of him as, as well. Did you ever
1: see collateral with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx? No. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> what the fuck
1: is wrong with you? First of all. Because that is, I don't
0: know, dude. If 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 it's if it's written by man, dude, I don't know that I could watch he this. Didn't
1: write it. I don't know. You're man. lucky he didn't write it, but he did everything else. I didn't realize that he had done that one. There's a lot um,
0: going on in this film alone. Like I said, there's all these little subplots happening as well.
1: But they, it, it's almost like a Tarantino weaving of a story. You know, in how everything. Kind of comes back around, like you forget about it for a while, like Wingro you forget about him, and then he comes back and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah he was. And then like he's gone for a whole hour of the movie, and then you're like, Oh, there he is. He's walking into Vans See, I didn't
0: office. I didn't forget about him though. That's the thing. No, I really you don't didn't...
1: you don't forget about him, but the intent is that yeah, you're you're fixated on this action and gunfight. Yeah. Uh that you forget about this guy. He's just gonna come around the back and just boop, here I am.
0: Yeah, there's uh a lot, like I said. Let's go back to Pacino's life. This this wife of his all of a sudden in the middle of the movie is not happy with their life. All of a sudden she's like, yeah, you, you know, you're uh, you're never around. And then she's cheating on him. So much so that she's just bringing the guy around the house. Like, hey, this is my friend so-and-so. He, I'm making him breakfast. Like, was what the, the, best,
1: the fuck, dude? That's the best breakup scene, too. She's like, ah, that's my friend Ralph. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm going to go. He's like, no, 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 no. Sit down. Damn. It's like, you know, it's so I've worked with people before where they are like, like I am not, I'm a manager, but I am not the, I'm going to yell and scream. And that's when shit's, you know, that's when there's a problem when, when I'm yelling and screaming, not the fact that I'm yelling and screaming. That's not my management style. There are other managers that do that. It's when shit's getting real and people and and a, and a manager is calm that you got to fucking worry. It's like the calm before the storm. And you're like, I'm more afraid that they're not mad and they're not. Ex- it's like, I put on my dad voice. Yeah. I'm not yeah. mad. I'm just disappointed. And yeah. you're like, I'm going to go jump off a bridge now. Cause, <laughs> and he's like, you can't, you can, he's like, you can fuck my wife. You can what, wear my t-shirt or whatever. Yeah. He's like, but you can't watch
0: my TV. <laughs> that little TV too, dude, that little TV. It wasn't like it was a flat panel TV. They didn't have those yet. I don't think. Um, no, they had the big tube tape, you know, big screen TVs, but the flat panels. Well, thank um, goodness it wasn't pro- a uh, Sony. Thank goodness
1: it wasn't a Sony Trinitron. You know how heavy <laughs> those are,
0: dude. So we see this happening. And then we also get this idea that her daughter played by Natalie Portman, uh, a very young Natalie Portman. This was post the professional, right? Yes. Post and pre Star Wars Natalie Portman. She's. Post. um. Pre, post Star Wars. This was po, no pre pre Star Wars, yeah, post
1: professional pre four years. This was 94 Well, Correct. filming in 94. 95. 90, 99 was Star Wars, the Correct. first one.
0: Correct. So she plays this girl who's not happy because her dad's not around and her mom's kind of fucking around. So she goes to Pacino, mom's you know, now current ex, and decides she's going to kill herself in his tub by just cutting her arms up. How'd she get there? Yep. How'd she get in? Maybe she has a key, but sure. he didn't have that. But he has I mean, to add this into the movie, right? Like this has to be a part of the movie.
1: Well, it, it gives us a moment of eh. the step, the mom and, you know, the, the two I technically know it, still married partners.
0: So this movie, there's a lot of stuff that he puts a lot of stuff in this movie. And, and as a viewer and someone who watches these things, like with a critical eye, um, I know why he's doing it to me. I'm like not necessary for this kind of movie. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. there's so much that he was doing with this movie that a lot you could trim away because it wasn't necessary. You didn't have to do all this. Um, There's a lot of really long back and forth takes of like just reactionary shots and really kind of long. I don't know, man, this movie could have been probably an hour, hour and 15 minutes hour and 20 minutes, you know, cut off and, and still been a good movie and you could still get away with telling the story you wanted to tell. Yeah, I think you could cut a lot of
1: the Natalie Portman stuff out, but I think it
0: you could cut away the beginning, uh, the all state, the all state guy when he gets out of prison. You could cut all that out. Right. And just have him be at the diner and have De Niro recognize him and explain it immediately by saying, hey, it's so and so from when we were in in prison together. You know, like that would have been a fine. I didn't because when when he ends up dying later, I don't care. They didn't put enough time into it to make me care, even though they tried with that. Was that his mother or his wife? Who was that? It was woman? his girlfriend, I believe. Girlfriend, right? That whole I'm proud of you moment, I mm-hmm. get it. And he was trying to get you to have this kind of, later on, it'll it'll hit you and it'll put your heartstrings or make you feel, at least for me, it didn't. Because I was like, eh, eh.
1: Well, it's, I mean, there's, yeah, there's that. It could have been, he could have simply said, yeah, this guy's a dick. He's he's doing, he's doing, to me what i did to get put in prison that would have summed it all up right there exactly you know it, it would have taken out the you know the back and forth with them that's a couple minutes you could have cut out the whole uh uh, uh wayne Grove prostitute murder yep because there's only one yep and they said it was a serial yep so why did you put one why even in?
0: why even have it at all don't need yeah. it i mean was it supposed to
1: show that pacino was that he was empathetic to the mother again who cares it, it, it doesn't do anything to his because character development a, let it's, me ask you it,
0: something yeah were you cheering for de niro's character or not de niro pacino's character in this because that's that's our main protagonist that's our guy we're supposed to be following were you cheering for him did you feel at the end like like awesome he won de niro or pacino pacino
1: well let me regale you with a story <laughs> when they're when they're running uh when when they're doing the thing they can't do now because oh nine eleven happened. Which uh, yeah, you we'll know, get to that. Running across the airfield and into whatever the hell those platforms are they're hiding behind, those crates yeah. that you're supposed to break and crash, bandicoot, time warp. Um it's part of the game, if you yeah. didn't know, Chris. Um they're uh so E is sitting next to me and we're watching this movie. Now, by the way, we started this movie at ten thirty last night.
0: We weren't what done were not really after- thinking.
1: We were done. Well, it was like 10 15. We weren't done till like what 142. And um, yeah, I was thinking it was a shorter movie. And then I hit play and I said, Well shit, shit. <laughs> it's two hours fifty-eight. Yeah. Oops. So uh, at the end when they're running after each other and 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 uh he and and what happened and Pacino and De Niro meet up and what happens happens. She said, Oh, I really wanted him to get away. De Niro. Yeah. Uh, even after he had left Edie yeah. in the car and which that was played perfectly. And that that basically was the whole can't walk away from anything. And De Niro couldn't walk away from two things. Revenge mm-hmm. and the woman. Mm-hmm. But he had to walk away from the woman because he had to have his revenge.
0: Yeah, but we're assuming that he would have come back for her. Mm, I don't think so. I didn't Tim. think so as well, but there was nothing to tell Pacino that That woman was with De Niro, right? He ran right past her, didn't glance at her, not a thing. If anything, she looked like she might have been a part of the ruckus of people trying to get out and all this other stuff with the fire going on.
1: Yes, but he looked back at I mean De Niro looked back at her. Yeah. And just took right off
0: because he saw Pacino coming, but Pacino
1: saw him and he's like,
0: So here's there's some things that really bothered me with this, also, dude. Can we talk about the insane amount of firepower that the LAPD had in the middle of a busy street, traffic just unloading rounds into civilian population like it was no problem. Just Let's, just unloading.
1: Let me just tell you this: not standard <laughs> protocol.
0: By the way, I would hope not. What the this fuck? Is
1: to protect and serve, right? Protect for a
0: bank robbery protect yeah. they were
1: not doing any favors no. by protect no. i mean all those officers shouldn't they have been wearing bulletproof vests that was the granite?
0: most ridiculous and i get the point to the scene mm-hmm. but my thing is you should be seeing that firepower coming from the villains mm-hmm. not the cops
1: well, right the cops had either nine or 45 millimeter
0: bro they had tactical or, rifles too dude well, some had, of those things they had were shotguns
1: like high-powered
0: rifles okay oh yeah i was like what is this a war zone what are they in kuwait where did that come from all of a sudden and then for as long as it went like you made a comment about it being like this extended scene six minutes six minutes wow and that
1: was not not necessary that was not including the running through the shopping the open air shopping center
0: oh God.
1: but man val kilmer was like on point he's like pff, pff,
0: yeah, he's he, he was, was on his video turning, game point, dude. He oh my was goodness.
1: playing paintball, bro. He, he was like L1, you know, circle reload, you know. And
0: let me tell you something. Those duffel bags full of money, I have two things to say about this this thing too. Those they're not they're not light. Mm-mm. So for them to be swinging around just shooting away like no problem and then hitting their targets with that weight just yanking around on their arms and shoulder, give me a break. The other piece how is De Niro holding two of those duffel bags, right? And then pu- shooting.
1: He, he had one. He gave one to Tom Sizemore. Oh, that is before true. He before
0: he starts shooting. But when they're shooting, how are they shooting? And these are high-powered rifles, zero recoil. These guys are handling these guns like they're just water guns. I'll tell you how.
1: Because <laughs> it's 26 years ago and they're still young.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's still recoil bro and i was watching this going this is insane how crazy all of this is Bum and, stocks i don't know so that
1: that Bum blew me away not work on automatic rifles
0: that blew me away the other thing is the end here right where we have pacino running after de niro de niro bro has quite a head start on him through a crowd of people de niro has to get around uh fire trucks that keep pulling up in his way get through this crowd of people now we're in the city. It's not like we're in uh, 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 an apartment building where it's very limited as to you know the area that De Niro could go. You know, right, left, forward, backwards doesn't matter. What? How? How is he going to know which way this dude's going? And then on top of it, he catches up to him. As fat, by the time he's on the tarmac, dude, he's like right on his heels. Um,
1: let's just say that. <laughs> So he was tracking him. De Niro did stop. And I mean, so I knew in my youth, I knew a a friend of my mom's, a coworker of my mom, her husband, I don't know if he still is, but he was at the time a police officer and dude could haul ass. Like he could sprint. I don't know what it was. Like there's some super secret. This is how you run when you're a cop position, but Mm -hmm. he could haul ass and I mean you're always working you know as a, as a police officer you're always working out I and mean, granted he's got motivation he's fucking crazy first of all his marriage just broke up yeah you know when you're when you're stressed and you're you know uh, you know when 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 there's a lot going on you can do a lot more I guess you're right get, yeah but at the same time he's psychotic by admission and by his his jacket you know they say well he's a marine And we know that Marines have a little bit more give. I mean, the perception anyway is that Marines have a little bit more to give. And he's like top of his class in this. And he's, he was in narcotics. He was in a UC. He's now in charge of MCU. So apparently he's running the Marvel cinematic universe. (laughs) That's
0: what I said. I was like, Oh, here's the birth of the Marvel cinematic universe. That's amazing.
1: Uh, No major crimes unit. Yeah. Yeah. Close though. Yeah. Um, But I think because he has so much more drive and determination um, to you know, fuck anything else. He's gonna get his man, um, but he was also he knew where he was going, or at least the direction. And De Niro did stop a time or two to, to catch his breath, but also to try to hide. So De Niro is still running. True. And so I, I think okay, part yeah, of that. Right. But we never did see uh, a shot of both of them. We just saw cut to De Niro, cut to Pacino. So we yeah. never really knew how far or close they were true you know kind of like the the movie the spoofs where they will have two people running towards each other that they just see each other for the first time in forever and they kiss and they're like like a a mile apart it's a wide shot you know yeah or they go in for the kiss and it's like
0: why are you 10 feet away
1: you know just
0: overall for me the plot wasn't bad it's a cool plot it's a good idea i like the story it just felt like it could have been it could have been reduced in the amount of time it took to tell it and there was a lot of times at the very beginning of the film where we weren't given enough information yet so you just had to kind of just kind of try to figure out what was happening as you went along and then you got a feel for it but by then you're an hour in you're like oh okay so now i get to start the movie right and get into whatever's happening um all right dude let's move on to the acting This is a monster cast. This talk mm-hmm. about a monster cast, dude. As I'm watching the, you know the the credits come up at the beginning of the film and who's in it, I was like, oh wow, look who else is in this film. Um, I think the
1: list is shorter for who's not in this film.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Because I mean, even even people like that out of nowhere, Jeremy Piven. Hey, mm-hmm. Jeremy Piven. Just here. Is Is this right before Entourage? Because Entourage hasn't Mm-mm. started yet, right? This is way before Entourage, yeah, yeah, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. This is before old school. What this about is... Judgment Night? Was he in Judgment Night yet? Uh that was 93.
1: Was... So that was two
0: years prior. Okay. Yeah. So this is Jeremy Pivens in this. Um Hank Azaria. Like, wait, what? And Hank Azaria is playing a douche too, dude. He's like, he's playing this like X mobster douche. Yeah. Um, like who else is a Danny Trejos in this? Uh, he mm-hmm. plays one of the, you know, one of the gang, uh, one of his his group of gangster or thieves. I think Danny Trejo, I mean, plays he was Trejo. in the crew.
1: Yeah. Like, did they get lazy? Like, they're like <laughs> oh, we're just, today's not a creative day. We'll just call him. You
0: Trejo. know what it was? is like Bob kept calling him Trejo over and over. Yeah. I call Robert De Niro Bob. We're like that. Uh, he just kept calling him by his name. They're like, you know what? We're going to change the character name to Trejo just so Bob just can keep going and not worry about having to redo the so- the scene.
1: Well, they called him um like when they were having the uh, go no go, Um yeah. you know they had a uh, they he called him like two
0: like tu something, right? oh yeah you like you e two, maybe um tone loke is in this dude <laughs> tone loke plays a snitch basically yeah um
1: tone loke wouldn't be no snitch otherwise
0: yeah I said Henry Rollins right you said Henry
1: no. Rollins earlier no, I I didn't say uh, well earlier yeah Henry Rollins is in it as just. It's a guy that gets eye gouged. The later. entire
0: time he's just got a scowl on his face, pursed he, lips at a
1: scowl. You know what? He, he plays Henry Rollins from Black Flag.
0: Yes. He's basically like, just steps off like, stage.
1: At, at casting, they're like, we're looking for a Henry Rollins from Black Flag type. He's like, I think I can do that. <laughs> and he was still doing his bodybuilding at this time.
0: So he was uh, an obvious muscle, a heavy. Um, Dennis Haysbert's in this. Barely um yeah so this is the one i was talking about so like he shows up and we're, we're supposed to care about him because we see that he got out of prison and he's he's starting a new job and he's kind of being shit on at the new job by the you know at, at a restaurant and then he's used later as the getaway driver uh only
1: to die yeah he's being he's being taken advantage of by pretty much everybody and anybody um so yeah
0: I said, Natalie Portman's in this. She plays a young girl. There's not much of her in the film. And I mean, she played a good dead body. I mean, the way as mm-hmm. limp as she got, dude, I was like, dang, like, hell. is she really dead? I mean, <laughs> or honestly, she passed out, dude, just flopping around. <laughs> I mean, I don't think a sleeping bag could have done a better job. <laughs> so she did great there, dude. Yeah. Uh, we said William Fickner, Fickner, he's mm-hmm. in this. Um, he's awesome, dude. I like him in a lot of the stuff he's been in.
1: Oh yeah, he. I mean, he can turn on like, look at my angry face
0: type. Yeah, face. I mean, Ted He's, Levine. He was in a bunch of stuff, dude. Contact yeah. Armageddon, The Perfect Storm, Go, yeah. Holy Cow, Blades of Glory, <laughs> Black Hawk yeah. Down, The Longest Yard. This dude's been in everything, dude. He was a he was the
1: the the astronaut with the gun in Armageddon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said Ted Levine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who- you might know him as the police detective from Monk. Or you also,
0: you also might know him as Buffalo Bill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, side note, is there a missed opportunity for Juergens to have a Buffalo Bill oh, commercial? God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible, dude. Um, I mean, also
1: Eminem do a Jergens commercial for other
0: unrelated reasons. Jeez. Um, we also have Bubba Gump. In this film. Yes. <laughs> oh, how do you sell his name? Mike Telly? Mike Michael T. Michael, Michael, basically, Michael T.
1: so his name is Michael, middle initial T. Williamson,
0: but uh, Michael T. Michael T. T. Williamson, he's yeah. in this. He plays Pacino's, one of Pacino's partners. Um, definitely doesn't the, have the so, lip. Lieutenant,
1: yeah. He was on, um, I mean, Forrest Gump, Con Air. Mm-hmm. He was in Ali, 24. Yep. Uh, I could have, oh, he was also in Free Willy. Uh, let's not forget that. But I, I could have sworn that he was one of these special agents from either Die Hard or Die Hard Three, but I guess he wasn't. He wasn't, by the way.
0: Ah, gotcha. Uh Ashley Judd in one of her first roles. It's like her third main big role before she really starts to kind of I think a time to kill was one of the ones that brought her into the spotlight. And then she started like a kiss mm. the girls was big. Uh, double jeopardy she started doing those kinds of movies but before that you know she only had a couple movies and then she got signed on to heat um
1: very interesting read on wikipedia by the way very interesting (laughs) why is that uh well so i don't know if this still holds up but it says here that uh, she is a uh, an anti-natalist which is someone who does not believe in having children because, quote, it is unconscionable to breed with the number of children who are starving to death in impoverished countries. I, I like Ashley with Judd. sentiment. <laughs> I don't disagree, but it's like you don't have to put that on Front Street.
0: Yeah, you don't want to go out just out of your way to let everyone know.
1: Yeah. Although does use, I guess, her star and celebrity for a series of, you know, various philanthropic endeavors. So yeah. I can get behind that wholeheartedly as well. Hot take. I'm okay with that.
0: Uh, Amy Brenneman. She plays Robert De Niro's love interest in the film. She's also been, she's judge Amy in the movie on the show, judging Amy. Eh. Also the creator for me, she was just kind of like, she was just kind of like, she, she was necessary to kind of give De Niro a moment later to have to make a choice. Not that I don't think you needed that for him. I didn't care. I could care less if he had the woman there to have to have that, whatever. Because of the kind of character he was, I was already bought in from the beginning and I liked his character so that to take us all the way to the end and have a, a, the shootout with Pacino without that would have been fine for me. So two things here. Talked out of the
1: left side of her mouth. Yeah, she did. Don't do that shit. If you're an actor, <laughs> don't do that. Um, the other thing, completely get rid of her. Go with me here. Make it so that unknowingly, De Niro... De Niro's, uh, I'm sorry, Pacino's wife is being courted and stolen uh, by De Niro. That would be weird. And then he has to leave her and then she's left with Pacino. And that's where the marriage can dissolve.
0: Yeah, that would be weird. I don't know.
1: But if it could do it without, I mean, with the exception of when he was pulled over, uh, when they're in the coffee shop and at the airport. They aren't in the same scene together. So there's no Jack Tyler Durden overlap here. There, there's potential. I mean, it would add a little bit more.
0: I just didn't think we needed that for him. It just well, wasn't necessary because he's already the kind of person he was. It felt it felt like a movie thing. Like, oh, this is his whole life. This is how he survived. But all of a sudden, this one girl that talked to him in a diner because she sees him from the bookstore. Like, like, I don't know, dude. I was like, ah, blah, don't well, need it. Because he kept, I mean,
1: you have to have you have to have a, a struggle, right? Or, or as Vince McMahon loves, a relationship. Um, yeah, true. The, but so if you if you have the guy who says you got to walk away, you got to walk away. He can't walk away now, and he does everything contrary to what he's been saying, what he's been telling all of his all of his guys and his crew. But then he still walks away anyway. He he's not walking away now. He's gone. You know. Hmm. So so he kind of doesn't he doesn't buy his own crap for a little bit and then he's like self-preservation kicks right in
0: yeah again i don't know
1: and you could have excised all the ED stuff or a majority of it
0: diane venora played uh pacino's wife in this film was again, she a It girl at some point because I, don't I don't know
1: know her from anything
0: no i see her in films um she was in a lot of it looks like she was in michael mann's movie the insider um, she was in Romeo and Juliet. I don't know who she played in that, but yeah, you know, I don't feel like this character again for me. This character was weird too because there was nothing to tell me all the way up until out of nowhere, it seemed like she was annoyed with him for working all the time.
1: Yeah, it was almost like she was just fed up. And then when they have the, the conversation, it's way too calm for a, like we're gonna get yeah. divorced. Yeah, and the way he's so flipping about it, baby, when we got together, you knew and like. What, yeah. that you're a coke addict? You knew what I was going to be. Uh, ironically, oh. it does say that in 2016, that uh, Pacino's like, yeah, I envisioned this guy being on coke nonstop.
0: <laughs> All he was missing was the nose runs or the... Oh, uh, well, yeah, nice. Uh, Tom Sizemore, dude. Speaking of coke addict. I do like Tom Sizemore, though, man. This guy, yeah. I mean, he's in so many good movies. He plays these characters that are these side character type characters. But so good yes yes and he does a great job at it watch him in black hawk down
1: yes for the beginning when he's in the background telling everyone to do to do like giving orders he's so good when he's not even the focal point of the scene that he steals the scene like i I can't think of any other tom sizemore um
0: things right now dude this is oh here you go born on the fourth of july Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, Passenger 57, Natural Born Killers, Strange Days, Saving Private Ryan, Red Planet, Black Hawk Down, Pearl Harbor. This dude's well, got a mile-long film, uh, filmography, dude. Enemy of the state. Yeah, dude. He's all over Oh, because he was the, yeah, he was in the, he was the Italian at the beginning and the end. He's in Wyatt Earp, The Relic. Uh, man, this guy's amazing. And he, Like I said, he's got Get Carter. uh, it's just so good, dude. This guy's got so many good films. And this, he just, he, he adds the to kind of like the depth of the crew, right? It mm-hmm. makes it a little bit more realistic because he seems like a realistic guy. Well, that, and he just brings in
1: some way, shape, or form credibility to that seedy underbelly of where, whatever he's working in. Yeah. You know, he just kind of, he's a chameleon of bad guys isn't the word, but he's like a chameleon of the. Questionable lifestyle, I guess you could say. Yeah, Mr. John Voight, again, Kentucky waterfall
0: himself. Here he comes, right? And Jeez. um watch out for that waterfall. For this character, he doesn't have to do much. There's not much, except for just showing up and just kind of talking. Because there's, the phone. <laughs> yeah, there's not much happening with this character. There's no, there's nothing that stands out about him. That's nothing that makes him special. He's just like you said. He's the he's the fence. He's the guy that you know gives them the jobs, brings them the, the 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 blueprints for places, helps them, you know, basically, here's the lead. This is what you're going to do. And then I'll be the guide to kind of take what you need, go, uh, you know, launder it and get you back what you want.
1: Yeah. I mean, they basically said, hey, we need a John Voight type who can answer the phone and talk.
0: Yeah. It's like, He's like, I, I, think do I can it. do that. I got yeah. nothing else going right now. Let me do I've it. I've used the
1: phone before. In fact, you called me on one to tell me about that. So I think I got this when they are like, you're hired. Good argument.
0: Um, next. I'm very surprised at how underutilized he was. Val Kilmer. Mm, but wasn't he perfect in he, this? Yeah, he did such a good job in terms of what he was doing in the film. Oh, my goodness. But come on, man. He, he'd he already proven himself with Top Secret. You know, Batman Top Gun, forever. Willow. Bat, uh, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? So to mm-hmm. to pull out this this uh, kind of. Are you leaving out? doc Real holiday do in tombstone this is before this film so you've got a dude who can put on a performance
1: right well and he was and um he, he was, was in kiss kiss used. bang bang same year
0: barely used he's in but, it for a little bit
1: yeah mm, that's uh, yeah i mean he's he's i mean val kilmer okay so also we should probably do this too the uh on amazon prime the val kilmer um documentary documentary is on there for have you free. seen it no have you
0: no, I've heard it's phenomenal.
1: We're going to do a live, not live, but we should probably just watch it and comment on it. That'd because be it's all archival dude. footage kind of sewn together.
0: Hell yeah, that'd be fun, dude. Let's try yeah, to plan yeah. that for real. Let's try to plan that and do a um, a streaming thing where I could, they have those things you could share your stream, right? Yeah, YouTube. Just don't cross streams, that's all. Uh, ironically,
1: that was the first podcast I did.
0: Crossing the streams. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Val Kilmer's character, he's kind of important in that De Niro seems almost as a fatherly figure to him. He seems like he's he cares also about most, him a little more.
1: He's also his most trusted confidant.
0: Yeah, he cares about this guy more, so much so that he's annoyed with the fact that Ashley Judd, who is Kilmer's wife in this, has been cheating on him. He literally confronts her and is like, you're going to give him another chance and you're going to go back and knock this shit off kind of a thing.
1: Yeah. And then that's where Hank Azaria comes in as yeah. you know, it's be, This is why I say it's like a Tarantino weaving of a story. It just happens to be in chronological order.
0: Yeah. But, it's, but all of that,
1: it's, it's not unlike life. No, you know, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to get all, let me rephrase this sentence. The way in my head, the way I was going to say it in my head doesn't support. It sounds better when I think about it
0: first. <laughs> that's what I want to say.
1: Um, so, Yes. Val Kilmer is highly underutilized. However, he's wonderful from the beginning where he is ponytailed Val Kilmer. Yeah. And quick to pick up the gun and just start going bang, 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 bang. And to, you know, prior to that want to finish the job, but cut bait because of that, that little noise. Also that little noise in that trailer, it was like, it yeah. was so tense. Um, But uh, but he wants to finish the job that Val Kilmer, the motivated that let's get it done. Let's be finished. Let's get, uh, you know, he's not the big picture guy. He's the second in command, but also a grunt cut to the end of the movie where he is completely physically transformed. Not only that, but he's got that neck goofiness going on. Yeah. And he plays that so well. And the emotion on his face when he sees his
0: wife. Yes.
1: And then when she says, keep going.
0: That Yeah, she's got that little and signal to him and he he's sees it. so
1: devastated. You know, you feel
0: it because you're yeah. just like,
1: oh, Val Kilmer, you're so good in 1995.
0: Yes. yes, dude. And the fact that they did, this is how he gets used. Again, whatever, that's what you're going to do. Let me ask you something. What happened to him?
1: Well, he got pulled over and then they let him go. Right. But did they meet up somewhere eventually? Or we don't know. Did he assume this new identity?
0: Sizemore's character didn't die, did he? I don't remember. Nope. I can't remember. Sizemore. Um,
1: yeah. What happened oh, to him? Yeah. Oh, he, he did right. Shot, he got right? shot up. Yeah. Oh, big time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. With that kid. Remember he caught it right in the ear? Oh,
0: that's right. That's right. Oh, which that that's come a move. That, that's come a choice on, dude. right there. That Who I, does that? No police come officer on. ever. Thank you. Go back to the plot and just pull that one out too. Anyway, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, Val Kilmer, you know, they didn't really tie up the, the strings there. All right, let's get into
1: well these they didn't two. have to. It's like a. it was what happens before you know, it's like The Walking Dead. The Walking yeah. Dead ends when Rick Grimes dies. The comic.
0: You don't need the to TV see the show. Else.
1: Probably not, but you get the idea.
0: Um, now we're at the stars, dude. Robert De Niro. Oh, hold on. There's a oh. star before Uh-oh. the star. Who's that?
1: Uh, unless you want to count him as a bigger star than uh No. Okay. Uh Donald Gennaro. You don't know the name.
0: Donald Gennaro. He
1: played the guy who sold them explosive. Val he sold Val Kilmer explosives in Arizona at the very beginning of the movie. He had the Maz Katana glasses on or the wa- wears water glasses. Okay. He was the blood sucking lawyer in Jurassic Park.
0: Hey, that's right, dude. Uh, uh, uh. That's all. Uh, he buys the thing from Nedley. Doesn't he? Ned, uh, Ned whatever his name is. He buys the canister. No, 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 that's a different guy. Oh, who that That was that a guy? scientist for the
1: competing Jurassic Park. This was the guy that got eaten when he ran to the bathroom on the oh, tour.
0: Oh, oh, okay. 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 When he's sitting on the, on the, the, on um, the John, the John. Yeah. Yeah nice um but yeah okay so here we are dude Robert De Niro arguably
1: not as big a name as Donald Gennaro
0: no no but you know he pulls his weight in this film Mm -hmm. um
1: he did all right he's going that kid's going somewhere
0: for me De Niro I don't know dude De Niro De Niro and Pacino are the same in that sometimes when you get a movie you're looking at it and you're getting De Niro Mm -hmm. or you're getting Pacino Mm -hmm. and sometimes you watch a movie and there's the character in this one, I got the character, but I also felt like there was a little bit of just kind of De Niro being De Niro with the way he is with all of his characters. Does that make sense?
1: He was calm, De Niro. Yes. He was almost like Meet the Fockers, De Niro.
0: Yes, kind of. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: kind of like with midnight. The
1: goatee doesn't really do it for me. It makes him look like weird. It's a Snapchat filter.
0: It looked fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It definitely looked like a Snapchat filter, dude. Um, But I think he played the character well. I also liked my one of my favorite scenes was when they were face to face and they had this interaction where they were like, all right, well, now I met you and now we've met face to face. Now we've been here, right? It was very
1: awkward, that scene. And it was
0: well,
1: it was awkward. It was well done in an awkward manner. Yeah. Simply because they're adversaries Yeah, uh, when you boil it down.
0: And I love the fact that in that scene, Pacino's like, you know, I know who you are. I'm, g- I'm going to come at you kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. De Niro was just this kind of cool collected. And look, there's another flip side to that coin, right? Like, mm-hmm. listen, you can come at me and think you're threatening me right now, but just realize it's the other way. And throughout the whole movie, he plays this kind of cool guy, the kind of guy that's level-headed, that it seems like this is the smart guy. If you're a thief, this is who you want to be your mentor. He has all the right kind of tips. This is the way you do it. All the way down to when he meets with his crew and is like, "You guys need to think smart here, mm-hmm. not about making money, but think smart. Is this worth it to you? Let's talk before we move on." You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: he is put together, calm, cool, collect. Pacino, on the other hand, <laughs> catastrophic. Just you know, has no planning. Aside, from, I mean, he's very good at what he does. Yeah, except when he tell when he's giving out orders, but when he's got to react in the no pun intended in the heat of the moment. Yeah. He's a, he goes a little off script.
0: Yeah. Or and... he makes stupid mistakes. Like when, mm-hmm. when they get set up, like when De Niro thinks two steps ahead and says, we got to mm-hmm. get a look and see what these guys look like. Let's let's have them come here and they come out there and they get their pictures taken. And Pacino realizes right in that moment that they got screwed over and they fucked up. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, that's when he realizes, okay, the guy I'm going up against is not your run of the mill just kind of hood. This dude is smart. Mm-hmm. So Pacino's performance, wow. Let's talk about Pacino, bro. Because, like I said, you see movies with De Niro or Pacino. Sometimes you you see them. Sometimes you see the character. Pacino has a way of Pacinoing roles, mm-hmm. and he Pacinoed the shit out of this role, dude. I think Pacino played the entire movie
1: like the. Uh, like the home invasion scene in Scarface. The whole movie was say hello to my little friend in that pentameter, in that volume, in that tone, and in that level of aggression.
0: His choice of how to deliver lines, right? Like there's the part where he's meeting with Tone Loke <laughs> and whatever, and he's walking away, and Tone Loke says the name Slick, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the the script calls for Pacino's character to say say what right mm-hmm. you would think as he's walking away the decision would be more along the lines of like a say what like say what like like hang on a sec yeah Pacino tell the rock what you away. said one more time and st- instead it's say what say what come on tell me what you gotta say come on like this yeah it, this this delivery like I said he, he Pacino can be verbed right and that's what he did he Pacinoed the role to the point where sometimes dude it felt comical like he wasn't even taking it seriously why chris cuz she's got a great ass god dude <laughs> some of these <laughs> the I way mean, like he the chooses whole... to deliver the lines man
1: like okay so there is a section where we talk about is there is there a notable quote <laughs> or scene or whatever just just put all of pacino's sound bites together and really honestly <laughs> there's something in every single one of them but to your point where it's like, where someone says something that catches you off guard. We're like, yeah, this guy Slick. It's like, you know, you have to almost stop a second and be like, Slick. I know where that, I know where I've heard Slick. Okay. There's mm-hmm. a guy that I'm chasing, you know, internal dialogue is like, all right, there's a guy named Slick. I'm looking for him. What did you say? Slick. Wait, yeah, you're almost Question. taken aback by it. Yes. And you're like, Slick, right? Tell me yeah. more about Slick because that might be relevant and you might have just earned a get out of jail free card or something. Right. Which, by the way, he is fast and loose with those.
0: <laughs> he goes to
1: a dog fighting ring.
0: No problem walking around. No, thank like, you, by the way. Okay. Right by no all those dogs.
1: Yeah. There are no dogs harmed or, at least, uh, or shown to be harmed or fighting in this. No. But there is an obvious dog fighting ring. Yes. That he goes and visits. Just walks right in. Yep. Hey, guys. This is, oh, no yeah. Problem. You got that thing going on? Yeah, whatever. Everybody's got to make a living, right? Yeah. Uh, I need to know something. And how
0: about you quit jerking my chain, you know? But the the delivery, like you're saying, dude, it feels like he just, like you said, you would be kind of taken aback and questioning like a wait, hang on a second. But it's almost like he just wants to get through the scene. Let me say those lines real quick so we can get to tone. Loke's lines and Mm -hmm. let's keep going. And that's where a lot of the scenes came to me. It it felt very kind of Pacinoed out where it was just like, ah, let's do it.
1: Well, and and to that, you know, as well, uh, what is it when he was doing... Oh, I can't even remember what it was now, but oh, when he he was with Tone Loke and he just like throws his arm around him and he pulls him real close and tight. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that most people would take that as a sign of aggression. Yeah. Because he's the only cop that went in there. Yeah. And he doesn't really tell people what he's doing half the time. I'm not sure. I mean, he would be missed, but I'm not sure that people would know LA's where he went, by the way. And there's a lot of places, to my understanding, because I watch movies. (laughs) There's proof because I do a movie review podcast and don't live in Los Angeles. Yeah. But there are a few places that you could place a body that wouldn't be found for, let's call it a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: And GPS doesn't really get used much for tracking in 1995. Yeah. With an analog Motorola flip tech.
0: Yeah, dude. I don't know. Pacino felt like it felt like. He was just doing he was doing Pacino. He was doing these these kinds of things where he just wanted to chew up the scenes, except he was doing a Pacino impression. Yes, except when he was in that scene interacting with De Niro. Now, mm-hmm. that was great. That was just his two actors delivery. Doing lines really, and, and not just doing lines, but doing lines from these characters who knew each other. One was a thief that knows this cop. I've seen this cop type this many times that they're dealing yes, with. I've seen this type of cop this many times in my, my mm-hmm. career, and vice versa. I've been with I've been against across from criminals before, but now we're mm-hmm. here, right? Now we've met face to face. There's a little bit more personal here now. Okay. And I want you to know personally that I'm coming for you. And the other way. Well, I want you to know personally that I don't take it personal. That's your job. And my job is to do what I do and not get caught. Yeah,
1: it's the ultimate good versus evil. It, it's literally they are yin and yang of everything.
0: And it was great. That, that back and forth was so good. And I thought this, this should have been Pacino the whole film, right? There should have been this calculating really still. He, you could tell he would be intense. You could do all that. Go back to Serpico, right? He doesn't go as off the wall as he kind of does at this character so like i don't know man for me Pac- P- pacino just kind of pacinoed his way through this role <laughs> to
1: be honest yeah, I, yeah I, and because it's so overlong it wasn't going to you're not doing reshoots i'm pretty sure no,
0: no 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 not at all all right dude anything else you want to say on the acting here
1: no i mean i think we spent the last three days talking about it yeah yeah i told
0: you we want to make yeah. this as long as the movie was so let's move mm-hmm. on to the soundtrack soundtrack is mostly score and i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it it was it was not bad it it works it worked for the feel of the film um the era of the film everything about the soundtrack worked
1: yeah it was very um i thought that there was a lot of maybe not a lot but like when there was a lot of walking scenes Mm -hmm. there was like a like an electric undertone like an electric type like not quite edm Mm -hmm. but like the 95 version of electronica
0: yeah 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 synth
1: i guess is really what it was at the time Mm -hmm. um but yeah i thought it was i mean it looks like elliot goldenthal did a lot of the score intermixed (laughs) with a couple of people oh moby did something
0: yeah the last track that last track as as uh de niro's dying um and they're kind of holding each other's hands that music that's playing is, is a moby tune i actually like that tune that's i've been a fan of that song for a long time um but yeah dude Overall, the score is a, This is a score that works. We talk about it all the time. You you have music that you want it to kind of push the story along. You want it to feel natural. You want to have the visuals match what the music's trying to do to kind of emote certain things or to draw certain feelings out. And this movie does it well. This does the score that you can't complain about the score in this film. This is definitely not They Live.
1: <laughs> yeah, Moby did. Uh, he actually <clears throat> performed two. Oh, songs. did he? Yeah new dawn fades which is a remake it looks like of a an english rock band from 1979 uh and he covered it end of sentence
0: nice 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 um but yeah that's about all i can say dude it fits it worked out
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i thought it was good for the time
0: not bad and the uh who's the uh what's his name uh elliot Goldenthal. goldenthal yeah goldenthal he is the composer of this score all right dude let's go into the special effects This has a lot of practical. We have to see a lot of blood packs in this movie. A lot of blood. There
1: there were some bad CG, though.
0: There was some bad a lot, dude. Not even just CG. There was a scene where the editing was kind of bad when he was talking to the the criminal at the the car thing. Right. When they were talking, he's like, God, you're supposed to meet me with this information. He's like, no, meet me later. Tone Loke's going to visit us. So meet me Mm -hmm. later. There's a scene where that dude's talking and his mouth does not match what he's saying at all. And it's full on right Mm -hmm. in your face in the screen. I was like. Who the hell edited this thing?
1: There was another. There was another part where. Well, there are four of them, and they're on Wikipedia. So write a fan letter. Um, they still and make sure you cite this scene. Yeah. Uh, the the length of the movie, uh, as well as the scene where De Niro pops into Edie's house before she knows that he bu- capped a couple fools. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. Before he cooked a couple fools, <laughs> and uh, and like her audio is just or her her mouth it's like a it's like a cartoon it's crazy, like her mouth dude. doesn't match her her audio um but when they're out on his balcony and you see let me put in the air quotes los angeles in the background <laughs> that is a the that's like halloween three level green screen dude it is
0: dog shit yeah there yeah it's rough Oof. it's rough dude i remember yeah i know what you're talking about there um now, the blood packs weren't bad, right? That piece looked good. Uh, the spitfire coming of off the though. end of the gun. I think they were good. over
1: full, those blood packs. A little much. A little much, mean, right? this wasn't quite like manga <laughs> level, like <laughs> Not or Kill Bill. No. But, I mean, when Tom Sizemore got shot three times, granted those were large caliber bullets, um, there was a lot of blood real fast on his shirt.
0: Yeah. Uh, explosions. We got some explosions in this film. They didn't look too bad, like you said. There was a few things that were rough. the The green screen look was not working out at all, um, and then just a, a part of the editing. But other overall, and part you, of that could be that I watched this widescreen in HD. Yeah, oh, well, you're going to see that. Yeah, so you're I think going to see
1: it. Part of it could be you know up converting and, and whatnot. But yeah, it still looked like shit. By the way, <laughs> um, and the audio mix. Mm. I did this on Amazon I think you did too right yeah 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 the audio mix volume at the beginning the dialogue was so low
0: yeah no yep
1: okay good it wasn't just me no and, it wasn't and, just you and the background and just like the action the anything was just <clears throat> loud as shit yeah cut to a helicopter I'm turning this up and down because there's people sleeping in the house and like the helicopter's like hey wake up everybody it's <laughs> 1230 in the morning, wake the fuck up because there's a fucking helicopter outside also in the house.
0: <laughs> oh God. Uh, but yeah, there's not much else to say in terms of special effects for this film. Cause this is not a special effects, heavy kind of film. It's mostly practical. And and the practical is, is a lot of gunfire, few explosions and mostly blood and bullet, you know, blood packs. Mm. That's what we're looking at. Um, All right, dude. Yeah, let's get into this. Let's get into our final thoughts of the film and our rating. Do you want to go first? I certainly can. And you're going to rate this on five walkaways.
1: Yeah, because as we learned in the movie, don't get attached to anything that you can't walk away from in 30 seconds flat.
0: That's this movie.
1: (laughs) Um, Before I do that, uh, were you aware, Chris, that there is a book sequel written by Michael Mann that was completed in 2019?
0: Oh, God, what does it tell us? It tells us what happens to Val Kilmer's character, isn't it? I don't
1: know, but um, he but in September of 2019, he was asked, will he produce or make a film of the novel? He replied, absolutely. And (gasps) stated, and I quote, the landscape is changing so radically. This is before COVID, but no kidding. Ask him now. (laughs) Um, uh, So radically and so quickly. So who knows? Um, And then, okay, in May of 2020, uh, he was asked um, whether it would be a film or a series television because there was a series that was supposed to take place surrounding this called what LA Takedown. The pilot was not picked up. I do want to find that though and just to see what it, how awful or good it is. Um, oh, I'm sorry, prequel and a sequel. So he's got a prequel and a sequel.
0: What's he creating a whole universe, his own MCU.
1: Yeah, it's called Man Made. If it's not, that's awesome. Man that's an made. awesome publishing title. There you go. Because Michael Mann, Mann has two ends. Get it. Get it. Um, insert the, um, what's their names? Uh, Judd Apatow's wife, Leslie Mann's speech about man and man's man's are bad and man jerk off from 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the show. Um, so this movie out of five walkaways, um, there was a lot uh with this movie um, i had originally heard about this movie probably around 2008 or 9 and i watched it not long after that for the first time the dvd version not the unrated taken <laughs> no-dos version cuz yeah. no-dos existed in that at that at that time and <laughs> oh, yeah uh, the world oh thankfully they don't anymore <laughs> they've just taken new shapes and forms like red bull and yeah you know four loco um <laughs> jeez so this movie, uh, first time I watched it was right in around 2010-ish, let's call it. The DVD version, which, to your point as well, probably about a 20, 30 minutes shorter. Um, I somehow, for some reason, remember the, the shootout scene being 10 plus minutes. I don't know why. God, probably, probably because, because it so, felt like that, dude. Well, because it's so intense. And it's like, well, this is something you normally don't see. Right. But, I mean... Just in our ta- our discussion about it, I mean Val Kilmer with his with his L two left thumbstick, you know, reload, <laughs> crouch down behind the. the was, burning it was car. like you're
0: playing a video game, dude. Seriously. Well, that scene
1: is. I mean, GTA three, four, and five are based on different sections of this movie. There you go. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's it's a. I think it's a solid movie. There's a <laughs> lot. We watched the uncut directors cut whatever version so I think we can't punish it for too much added content but there is a lot of added content that could be excised in general I I honestly think that you know all we really needed was maybe an extra line or two uh from from Pacino to De Niro where he says I got a fucked up stepdaughter at home Mm he could say something like she's you know, something Yeah, she should, she's a head case or she should be in, uh, you know, she should be at a special school or, or, you know, whatever insensitivity, insensitive way of saying it, that he would want to say it, that would be relevant to 1995. Uh, that would still convey the point. Then you could excise all of Natalie Portman, unless you put in that SNL short skit where she, uh, <laughs> you know, talks about doing coke at, at, yeah. at uh, Harvard, every or spoken weed at Harvard every day. And Andy Sandberg in a Viking helmet is scared of her. Go watch it if you don't know what I'm talking about. And you should Um, back to the show. (laughs) Um, You know, you could excise all you could excise her from the entire plot. The whole marriage falling apart thing comes out of nowhere. I like my rewrite. There's probably more that was cut from the movie. And that's what we were left with. Um, The whole cat and mouse thing is great. De Niro always being a step or two ahead. Uh, The crew, Val Kilmer, Tom Sizemore are great actors. Danny Trejo Holy shit. He's like 57 years old in this movie. And he still looks young as shit, especially compared to now. Um, You know, Val Kilmer with that. Now that I think about it, he's got that scar over his right eye. Mm Hmm. 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 Now I'm interested in that prequel. (laughs) Um, You know, and, and then just watching the crew on this last score, which is always what it's very rote. The last score is what always brings down the crew, what always, you know, they either infight or somebody turns on them or but they had that loose thread of Wayne Groh, which we haven't really touched on a whole lot. They really should have put a lot of their efforts into getting him because Wayne Grow uh, gets Van Zant on him mm-hmm. and Wayne Grow doesn't hurt the uh, you know, Wayne Grow is what really brings down De Niro. Yeah. If they pulled that thread and you know, hog tied him and whatever dangling by his toes over a balcony next to vanilla ice, then maybe this wouldn't have been a problem and he would have been able to just walk away. But you know, it's, it, it's an interesting character study as well. You know, you have your best of your best criminal who's calm, cool, collect and your police guy who is just off the wall, off the rails, off the chain, not in a good way. So in a dense as shit story, I'm sure that's longer. There could be a four hour or five hour cut. Who knows? It took them three and a half months to film because there's no sound stages so it's all Jeez. environmental I think it adds to it except for that those scenes we just talked about with yeah. the bad Cg or the bad audio sync um and that could be a byproduct of up converting um I, I don't I don't know but seeing these guys what I think in their prime you know when they're still I mean there's they're all still really good actors even yeah with whatever the hell they got going on well the eh. he's kind of phoning it in now but like the cast is is huge the cast yeah. is solid it's almost like an enemy of the state cast you know yeah. with all these names that i mean granted these are names of people who have already become names at the time in the movie um
0: but a lot yet to become names
1: well that's true too and, and yeah. enemy of the it's state it's quite a the cast same way. dude yeah, oh yeah yeah you ain't kidding an enemy of state was just four years later so i mean the cast is great the soundtrack is great pop culture impact is huge the poster is a little, I don't know what the hell. I mean, it's just, I guess a nineties it's, it's a star Wars poster. Really look at it. It just looks like, like one of the star Wars posters. Um, but you know, so I, it's not too long where I would have to, unlike this review where I would have to say it's too long, but it's super dense. And I was asked a couple of times what's going on. What's this? Who's that? Why is this happening? Granted, the TV screen wasn't the only screen being watched at that point in time in the movie, yeah. uh, which I was very uh, reprimanding. Put your phone down. Quit playing your stupid snood ripoff game. So I'm going to have to say this movie four, even for uh, flat four out of five.
0: Wow. Okay. Cause I do really oh, enjoy the movie too. For me, I have to be honest an hour into the film. When I paused it, I was like, wow, it's an hour. <laughs> And I still have yet to really start getting into something. But I'll tell you, when we finally started getting some of the tense scenes, some of the scenes where they're setting up, like, it's it's tense, dude. It's seriously tense. Like, when they're watching, right? And all of a sudden, the, the one dude just sits back and bangs the thing, you know. But right, all of that, right up to that, he's standing in the shadows, he's looking, like, you're just like when his head turns that quick bro, I'm telling you and and that is one thing that he does. Well, Michael Mann does with the film. So I told you there was a lot of scenes in here where it felt like it was a lot of extended stuff. There was a lot of times he did that where it, it was like, Oh God, it's not needed. Cut some of that out. Right. There was, um, there was a a few, a few times that happened, but then there are the times when it worked well. And that's when it got me in now. Now it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. now I'm starting to feel something with this. Um, The shootout was a little much, but the the buildup to it was intense. Getting into the bank, getting all that stuff done. The cops are coming like this was there was a lot happening that got me involved. Um, Again, there's things that take me out of it. How long the shootout goes for the fact that it's so very unrealistic in 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 the middle of the street, uh, the way they did it, um, at least the way they did it. Not like shootouts are unrealistic. They do happen. Um, The fact that he shot Tom Sizemore while he's holding a child. Like, I don't care who you are. It's just not unless you're the, the the sniper, dude, it's just not happening. But even so, I just can't see them doing that and and putting this girl at risk or even her psyche at risk. Right. To now be in that moment. um, I don't know, dude. So I go back and forth because well, was and a that lot.
1: speaks that does speak to how unhinged he is and how yeah. er, he's arrogant. Yeah, De Niro is confident.
0: Yeah. So there's oh, a big, yeah.
1: you know, that's, yes. he's so arrogant about everything.
0: Yes. Um, But that brought me in and out of the film. Like, so I thought to myself, a lot of this could be cut away and make for a really good film. Mm-hmm. And I remember just kind of thinking to myself as I'm watching this, I'm like, what is it about this film that makes it so special that it was considered such an influential film? It has to be because of when it came out, not much had been done like this. Because there have been many things since then Uh, stories that have been told better, you know, more—I don't know—more concise. Um, so I'm not saying it's a bad film, but for me, I do have this kind of thing where I'm just like, I don't see what everyone saw in this film to put it on the pedestal that people did, and where they hold it in terms of you know cinema and this and and these and crime. Um, that said. Overall soundtrack was good too. the acting back and forth. There was a lot of great actors in here. We had some actors that were, it, it felt like they were chewing up the scenes uh, a little overboard, but I'm giving this one a solid 3.5. It's a 3.5 walkaways for me because it was still, I, I did walk finish it thinking, okay, there was, that was decent. There was stuff in there. I enjoyed, but man, Michael, man, you could do with you could do with some editing buddy you could do with cutting out a lot more of the storyline and when you write a movie let let other people kind of read it and say this isn't needed you don't need to do this
1: i i would agree with that i mean i think i don't know if i mean he wrote produced and directed it so he yeah. put all the money into it as well. Yeah,
0: that's his story, man. We're going to we're, we're along for the ride for how he wants to tell it. And that's how he wanted to. He wanted to take the time to try to build certain things to hopefully get you to feel. And it worked a lot of the time. Val Kilmer, it worked. It worked, Um, you know, for it worked for Ch- Pacino to see everything he was dealing with to kind of see just all this bullshit in this guy's life. Uh, But it didn't work like when when, you know, I didn't really care about De Niro's Book bookstore girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't I don't know. Um, but yeah, dude, three 3.75 for me. Oh, you you just bumped it up? Oh, what I say? 3.5, 3.5. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 3.5. That's where I'm at.
1: Final, you're walking away at 3.5. I'm
0: walking away at 3.5, 30 seconds later. So there you go. <laughs> All right. That's heat. We're coming back next week with another movie. I don't even know what we're picking. Sean, you're you're throwing this at me, and I don't even know what it is.
1: Well, geez, as we were talking, I came up with five that could fit. Oh, this is amazing. But I do have some that are planned. What are you gonna
0: settle on? Uh Ooh, I mean, throw it, throw in a curveball, dude. Even if it wasn't planned, throw it in there. What do you got? Okay. What do you so, fe- what do you feel like getting into next? Mm, hmm.
1: So well, here I'll give you some generic choices. Oh, okay. This is how the sausage is made. <laughs> um, do we want another Michael Mann movie? Oh, It's not over long. This one is not over long because he did not write it. Okay. Do we want another heist movie? Mm -hmm. Do we want it uh, another heist movie with or without Robert De Niro? Mm -hmm. Or do we want a movie with Val Kilmer? Ooh, let's change it up, dude. Let's go Val Kilmer. Okay, well, then we're doing kiss, kiss, bang, bang next time.
0: Harry, I was thinking some more about this reality versus fiction. Oh, is that a fact? Yeah, like in the movies when a guy comes up and sticks a gun to some schmuck's back and says, uh, let's take a walk, all of a sudden he's got a hostage. Oh, yeah, yeah I've seen that. Man. Well, in reality, the pros like about five feet of separation. Feet, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so the schmuck doesn't take ah! the gun back and make ah! it eat it. Oh! Doesn't that suck? I just hit you for no reason. I don't even know why. Watch it.
1: Tell us where Harmony is.
0: Fuck you, Mary. (laughs) You don't get it, do you? This isn't good cop, bad cop. This is fag and New Yorker. You're in a lot of trouble. Oh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. I've
1: never seen this. Neither have I. Oh, awesome. uh, Starring a young Robert Downey Jr. Fresh off his his stint as Wonder Woman.
0: I am excited for this, dude. I'm excited to see this. That's awesome, good. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, man. That'll be cool. Val Kilmer's got a lot of films that... Um, I have, I, you know, you look at it and you're like, wow, what good movies, what good performances. Um, so, yeah, this will be exciting. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. All right, dude, right, let's wrap it up. Let's tell the people uh, what they need to be doing before we head out. Be tell be, them what to do.
1: Yeah, be, be what you need to be being doing is being smart, being smart, be respectful, be kind. Uh, if you don't have to go outside, watch kiss, kiss, bang, bang before the next episode <laughs>
0: drops. There you go. Yeah, dude, we're, we're moving towards uh, possible shutdowns again because yeah. things are going absolutely insane with the new variant that's out there. So Re- re-lockdown. We'll see what happens. Anyway, mm. until then, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for supporting. Make sure to head to the website, bicvp-radio.com. There's a whole lot of other podcast creators on there as well. Throw some support their way. Let them know we sent you. But until next time, it is now time to unsilence your phones.